Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. The paramedics are on their way. Oh my God, what a nightmare. I'm in mass hysteria here, in shock. I had never seen anything like this before. It was 4.45, I heard the three chimes in my door that one of my four doors was being opened. All of a sudden, I wake up in the middle of the night and someone's in my house. That put me in a panic mode. I jumped up out of bed, grabbed the gun, and heard footsteps coming down the hallway toward my bedroom. The gun was cocked because I didn't know who it was because I felt like it was an intruder. I heard somebody coming in my house. I, I didn't know who was coming in. I saw it was Philip in the doorway. I said to him, what are you doing here? Oh my God, you scared me to death. What's his name? Philip. my boy. He's your boyfriend? The love of my life. At that point in time, I had had the gun up over my head and he had come across the room and said, let me do it, I'll do it. He put the gun to his head and I shouted, screaming at him, stop, don't do it, don't do it, it's loaded. And he told me twice, I'm not gonna live my life without you. And he shot himself. There's no way that he would ever have killed himself. He wouldn't leave his children. He loved those girls, loved them like I've not probably ever seen any father. I'm Karen Kelly, and um, back in July 27, 2011, I was accused of shooting and killing my boyfriend. I just know that Philip Petros would not have been shot, but for what Philip Petros did. When that six foot two, 
construction worker body guy took a hold of that 100-pound realtor, she was no longer in control of that gun, and whatever happened was just not her fault. If you point a loaded gun at somebody or bring a loaded gun out into the argument, and that gun goes off and kills somebody, that's not an accident. That's a homicide. I'm Troy Roberts. Tonight on 48 Hours, wounded by love. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> Orlando, Florida has built its reputation as a major tourist destination. But to locals like Tamara Lawton, it doesn't always feel that way. Orlando's a pretty small town. A small town where Tamara sometimes ran into her ex-boyfriend, Philip Petros. He um, saw me twice when we were out in public. And once I was with some other people, and the other time I was on a date. And he just walked up and he said, hey, how are you doing? And that was it. Philip Petros always had a woman by his side. For more than 25 years, that woman was his wife, Sandra. After they broke up, he dated Tamara for four years until she left him. And now his latest love was local realtor, Karen Kelly. What were some of the fun things that you and Philip liked to do together? Oh, uh, we... We love to do just about anything. It was fun to go visit friends around Florida. We love to go on the boat, um, travel, concerts, jazz festivals. We just did everything what normal people do. What were your impressions of him? Thought he was a great guy. A great guy with movie star looks. He's very good looking. Very good looking. Great smile, gentle demeanor, great sense of humor, great sense of humor. Philip's allure went beyond his appearance. He was a well-grounded and caring father who doted on his four daughters, two of them adopted. 
one of the very first things that he said is, I have children. And I thought, well, so? But I didn't understand how important they were to him. His oldest daughter, he loved her intellect, really smart girl, and loved to talk to her. And his second daughter, he said she had a heart of gold, just a sweet, sweet girl. And his third daughter, he loved her spunk. <laughs> and his youngest daughter was almost a part of his body. She was, <laughs> they were so close. But Philip clearly did not feel that way about his estranged wife, Sandra, who had extramarital affairs while they were together. I asked him how he got along with his ex-wife, and he said, well, we really don't speak to each other. We do everything by text. Including throwing barbs at each other over Sandra's infidelity. You manipulated me for the last time. How was I so stupid that you chose a married man, in fact, over me? He got burned. Yes, pretty bad. I don't think he ever recovered. In Karen, Philip seems to have found a new love he hoped he could count on. Philip was a very kind, gentle man. He was um, actually a gentleman, <laughs> opening car doors and just always wanting to show his girls how they should be treated by a man. Philip treated me like a princess. I mean, just amazing every day. But then came the night of July 27th, 2011. After a night of drinking, Karen says she and Philip began arguing about her new job. He was afraid she'd meet a lot of men who might find Karen a bit too attractive. We stayed up and talked from 10 to about midnight shortly after, and I wanted to go to bed, and he simply did not want to stop talking. Karen says Philip finally decided to leave. And I had yelled to him, don't leave, don't drive drunk, that would be stupid. But Philip insisted on leaving, so Karen says she warned him that she kept a handgun under her bed. So that's when I said, fine, go, then just go. Don't come back unannounced. And when he left, he was angry. Yes, evidently. Hours later at 4.45 a.m., Karen says she awoke from a deep sleep to hear someone in her house. She was afraid it was someone she had a real estate dispute with, a man who lived nearby. So she grabbed her 38 caliber revolver and cocked the hammer. She was ready to take aim and fire. Did you say, who is this? Did you shout? I, I, yeah, basically I said, don't come near me, whoever it was, before I could see him in the doorway. But it was Philip. Karen could see him from the glowing light coming off her television. He started pounding his chest, like, what are you gonna do, shoot me? And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna shoot you. Tell me it's gonna be okay. This cell phone video, recorded name? by an Orlando police officer minutes after the name? shooting, captures Karen's uh, raw emotions. Oh. She appears to be intoxicated. Is she drunk or something? As she explains what happened. I was like, hey, don't come here with me. And he was like, no, you're not. And he put it to his head, going to shoot me, going to shoot me. He had come across the room and said, let me do it. I'll do it. And grabbed my arm and um, took the gun from me. Karen says Philip had control of the gun when it went off. A single bullet striking him in the right cheek. Did he die instantly? I, I was hoping and praying that I'd be able to revive him. I asked them on 911, what can I do? Come quick! Come, you can help him! Baby, baby! Oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know. What can I do to help him quickly? Okay, they are on their way to you. Philip died at the scene before paramedics arrived. 
What did you think when you began to learn more about the circumstances surrounding the shooting? Well, the number one thing that most anyone does, which I did, is denial. It couldn't be true. It just couldn't be true. It was very non-aggressive. Non-aggressive? Non-aggressive. No one that ever met at him would ever have said he was anything but very sweet, quiet, and polite. Police believe Karen was the aggressor that night and fired that fatal shot. But did the prosecutor have enough evidence to charge Karen with murder? Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The Orlando police were skeptical of Karen Kelly's story almost from the moment she opened her mouth back in the early morning hours of July 27, 2011. All of a sudden, I wake up in the middle of the night and someone's in my house. In the cell phone video taken by police shortly after the shooting, listen to the way one officer reacts to Karen's story. You know, I have a weapon and you know I'm going to use it if you're... Coming in my house, and I don't know what it is. Okay. You know I got a What did you make of the initial phases of the police investigation? I understand law enforcement needs to make some assessments quickly. Diana Tennis was Karen's lawyer. I don't like that they treated her um, as if she had been tried and convicted. Tennis says the officers even joked around provoking Karen, who called them on it. Huh? You think that's funny? No, nothing's funny. This is funny? I'm in shock. And you think this is funny? Nobody's laughing. You just that's shot somebody. Nobody's, Nobody's laughing. You just shot somebody in the head. Nobody's laughing. I don't like that they said to her face when she's trying to explain to them tearfully what happened, uh, when they t- basically told her, you just shot somebody in the head. I think that is horrible. In the hours after the shooting, police put Karen, still wearing her nightgown, in an interrogation room. I'm Detective Sprague. Where for the first time, she learns of Philip's fate. Is my boyfriend okay? Um, no. He's, he's not okay. And I apologize it took us so long to get him. What do you mean he's not okay? Like, is he at the hospital? Um, your boyfriend has passed away. No! 
I'm really sorry, Karen. Can you tell me about him? Despite Karen's obvious distress, the detectives press her to tell them what happened. Earlier in the evening, she seems to tell the officers outside her house that Philip may have committed suicide. He took my arm, he took the handle, and he put it through his head. But now, she tells officers, Philip's shooting was an accident. And he fought me with a gun, and he pointed it. Somewhere and it went off, and I didn't want to shoot him, and he didn't want to shoot himself, but it went off. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that even happened. But a minute later, police believe that Karen contradicts herself yet again. Her story goes from her knowing to not knowing that the intruder was Philip. He came in on me in the dark. At that point, after hearing multiple versions of Karen's story, detectives give her the Miranda warning, and it only then dawns on Karen that she may need a lawyer. Here's the thing. I don't have an attorney present now, right? I shouldn't even answer these questions. And I'm the only one living, so I look like I did something bad. So how did Philip Petros die? No fingerprints could be lifted off the gun, which contained DNA from both Karen and Philip. So investigators had to tackle three possibilities. Either Karen shot him intentionally, Philip committed suicide, or there was a struggle and the gun went off accidentally. When Karen first contacted me, she was still in jail on no bond. She was extremely upset. Uh, she was extremely frightened, and she really needed a lawyer. When I started practicing law in Orlando in... Diana Tennis is well-known in Orlando, often appearing on television to give her legal opinions on high-profile cases like the Trayvon Martin shooting. That he and his lawyer are going to do a lot of telephone and... And the Casey Anthony case. After interviewing Karen, Tennis was convinced that Karen had stuck to one basic fact, that Philip was responsible for his own death. But Karen's raw emotions made it difficult for the police to make sense of her story. So do you believe that your own words hurt you? Yes, I believe so. But I also believe they were misconstrued. Law enforcement wants to say that I had changed my story, which in fact I did not. I would have never taken the gun out from under my bed had I known it was him, had he given me a phone call, had he called my home phone, my cell phone, or if he knocked on the door, if he rang a doorbell, I wouldn't have been startled. I wouldn't have thought an intruder was in my house to do me harm. But neighbors told police they heard Karen and Philip arguing earlier that night, and there was the issue of alcohol. Philip's blood alcohol level was 0 0.11 over the legal limit and roughly the equivalent of four drinks. He left, though. Wasn't he drunk? Yes. And were you intoxicated as well? I had been drinking earlier with him and my neighbor, and so I had, at, I had a few drinks before 12, 12 o'clock. Yes. Tamara Lawton heard from friends that Karen sometimes had more than a few drinks. The only thing that they ever told me was that she used prescription drugs to an excess and drank too much. Did Philip ever talk to you about her? When I asked him, where's your girlfriend, he said she was passed out. Police believe Karen was drunk. No, I put those on my shoes. I was coming up. But they never performed a blood alcohol test. 
Investigators did notice that Karen literally had Philip's blood on her hands and took these photographs. Investigators did not find Karen believable. I didn't shoot him! She was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Karen was shocked, but was released on bond after spending 16 days in jail. I certainly didn't think I'd be arrested. I, I absolutely, 100% believed in my heart and knew that they would see how there's no way that anybody else could have shot him except himself. But Tennis says the shock of being charged turned to outrage when she learned Philip had kept a secret. One of the things that was the most upsetting to her and probably the most emotional that I saw her during the entire couple of years is the day that she found out that Philip Petros was still married to Sandra. Philip had lied. He was not divorced from his wife, Sandra. Had he told me that he was married, I mean, I would have paid for him to get divorced. Why did Philip lie? Probably because of his experience with Tamara, who wound up leaving him because of this very issue. That teaches Philip Petros that when you love a woman, you, she better not know you're married because at some point you're going to lose her over that fact. And I think that was a big part of that lie he had to tell Karen. Philip's lie consumed Karen so much that Tennis sat her down for a heart-to-heart talk. Listen, this is bad, but really in the big scheme of things, there's just other things that we need to worry about right now. And I need your emotional energy. I mean, I, we can't be wasting it on this issue that we can't do anything about and that is in the past. About a month later, after interviewing Philip's family and friends, police believed they had found Karen's motive for killing Philip. The police learned that Philip was planning to leave Karen before his daughter's upcoming wedding because she didn't get along with his children. The police theorized Philip had told Karen he was breaking up with her, and that led to an argument the night of the shooting. The dead don't speak. We have to look at what the circumstances are and see if we can help put the pieces of the puzzle together. Can forensics reveal what really happened the night of Philip's shooting? (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, yo, don't do this, it's loaded, don't do this, it's loaded. Where did, where did you get the- Her story changed so many times. I'm there to try to help truly figure out what happened. Then Chief Medical Examiner Dr. Jan Garavaglia did the autopsy on Philip Petros. When some person dies from something you did, introduce a loaded gun uh, to a domestic argument, and one person's dead, that needs to be looked at very carefully. Dr. Garavaglia 
has conducted over 6,000 autopsies, including the highly publicized Kaylee Anthony case. She also had her own TV series, Dr. G, Medical Examiner. Describe Phillip's injuries for me. He had a single gunshot wound to the right side of his cheek, which is very unusual. It's an odd angle. Circumstances that don't suggest suicide. Also, she clearly stated when she called 911 that uh, when they asked her if he had the gun, she said, no, I did. With so many versions of her story, it would be up to the medical examiner to determine what really happened. He told me twice, I'm not going to live my life without you. And he shot himself. So he committed suicide? I, I can't say that 100% because I didn't really think that he intentionally did that. I think it was an accident. The gun was cocked because I didn't know who it was, because I felt like it was an intruder. It was an accident. It was an accident. Baby. Did you have the gun? I did, but it was an accident. Okay. Karen's story seesaws between Phillips' death being a suicide and an accident, but forensically, Dr. G says, suicide doesn't make sense. Suicides are almost completely contact wounds. Where a gun is actually pressed against right. the flesh. Yes, almost universally, suicides are contact wounds. But then, the other problem with suicide is suicides are very consistent on their location. And it's in an odd spot. You know, people kill themselves here, under the chin, in the mouth, in the forehead, but not in the cheek. Dr. G needs to know the distance the gun barrel was from Phillip's face. Put simply, the closer to the cheek would indicate a suicide the further away would be considered homicide. Dr. G looks closely at the wound on Philip's cheek. It is surrounded by powder tattooing. It's the powder that comes out, the gunpowder that's unburnt. Uh, it's being propelled out the end of the barrel and has enough velocity to hit the skin and make marks. We use that on how far away the end of the barrel is to the skin. She pegs the distance of the gun barrel at three to six inches away from Philip's face. Three inches is somewhere around here, and six inches would be somewhere around here. Somewhere in that distance was the end of the barrel. To prove her theory that this was not a suicide, Dr. G enlisted forensic scientist Matt Conway of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. We asked them to demonstrate a similar test for 48 hours. Now, what will this test demonstrate? When a cartridge is, is fired, you have the projectile that is exiting the muzzle of the firearm. Along with that, you have various gunshot residues. They can actually strike the skin of a victim and cause an abrasion. And this is what's known as gunpowder tattooing. We're going to fire another test six inches from the muzzle to the surface. Yeah, there you go. Right there. In this demonstration, Conway fires a 38 caliber revolver, similar to Karen's, in a series of tests meant to show the distance from the gun barrel to Phillip's cheek. That's better. Conway fires into targets made of twill cotton that represent a close approximation of a person's skin. 
Several shots are fired at distances from 1 to 18 inches. Dr. G and Conway then compare the marks on the twill to the marks on Philip's cheek. In the actual test done to support the autopsy, Dr. G found that the results matched her original estimate. The distance of the end of the barrel from the skin was somewhere between three and six inches. That's inconsistent with a suicide. But while preparing for trial, defense attorney Diana Tennis discovers that at one point, Philip did have suicidal thoughts. He was involuntarily committed as being a potential danger to himself because of his level of being distraught over the loss of his family and, and being separated from his wife. Back in 2006, Philip's estranged wife, Sandra, said he showed up at her house with suspicious cuts on his arms. Then, a few weeks later, she says, a drunken Philip called with suicidal threats. Sandra was concerned and phoned police. Philip was what the state of Florida calls Baker acted and against his will, was sent to a hospital for psychiatric testing. It certainly showed that he had a, the ability to be very distraught, drink a lot, and have a lot of drama around his perceptions that he was losing the woman he loved. Despite evidence of possible suicidal thoughts, Dr. G says that incident five years in the past has no bearing on this case. He has not been Baker acted since. He's not seeing anybody for depression. He's enjoying life. His friends said he's in a good place in life. He was excited about his daughter's uh, upcoming wedding. She firmly believes Philip's death was a homicide and says she has a strong forensic case to prove it. But Diana Tennis says it may come down to whether the jury believes Karen's story. Thank you. You may be seated. I feel the jury's going to want to hear from her. This is such a hard decision, um, and we've worked on Karen's uh, testimony for a long time because she's so emotional and because it's so difficult for her to go back and relive this, and I'm nervous. I'm, I'm worried about emotionally whether she'll be able to get through it and tell the story to the jury, but I think she probably will have to testify. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The people that know me, the people that support me, are the ones that know that I would never be capable of doing anything to hurt anybody. Karen Kelly insists she did not kill her boyfriend. I would never want to hurt Philip ever at all. I had absolutely no reason to want him to be dead. And I miss him more than anything in the world. Come on. 
out on bail with her criminal trial approaching, Cameron learns that the state's attorney has lowered her first-degree murder charge to second-degree, and then all the way down to manslaughter. Under second-degree murder, it would have to be shooting somebody because you're mad at them, essentially. Manslaughter involves what we call culpable negligence. Defense attorney Diana Tennis says the reduced charge is not necessarily a good thing because the state doesn't have to prove intent. I think the state could argue we're not saying she shot him or didn't shoot him. We're just saying she should have, could have, and did know it was him in the house. She had a gun out. They'd both been drinking. She set the wheels in motion. And no matter how, whose hand was on the gun, it's kind of her fault. You may be seated. And because Karen no longer faces Welcome a life back, sentence, manslaughter brings with it one other significant um, change. It took us from 12 jurors to six, and that means only six people have to be convinced of your guilt versus 12. In May 2013, the trial begins, and prosecutor Kendra Moore wastes no time in using Karen's own words against her. Did he shoot himself? Yes or no? No. No. It was like self-defense and then an accident. Those are the words that Karen Kelly told the 911 operator within moments of Philip Petros being shot in the face. Moore asked the jurors, three men and three women, to look closely at Karen's behavior on the police-recorded cell phone video. You're going to see her give this brief reenactment on the video while she's flailing around in this nightie in her driveway, saying how I told him not to come back because if he came back to my house and I didn't know who it was, I have a weapon and I will use it. This is supposed to be the love of her life. But that video, embraced by the prosecution, cuts both ways. As Karen's defense lawyer, I loved the video from the front yard. You think that's funny? No, nothing's funny. This is funny. They treated her disrespectfully. Uh, they treated her rudely. She's trying to show them what happened, and they couldn't care less. On behalf of Miss Kelly, she tells jurors that Philip Petros should have been more careful when he saw Karen with the gun. Now, Mr. Petros does not jump back around the corner and say, "Hey, Karen, it's me." Mr. Petros crosses her bedroom, he crossed the room, and he decides to take that gun away from her. And you'll see the big old, you'll see the big old fingerprint mark on her arm. The defense produces photographs of a bruise on Karen's forearm that seems to back up the story she's been telling from the beginning. In her opening statement, Tennis promises jurors that Karen will indeed testify. At the end of this case, I am very, very confident that you are not going to think that Ms. Kelly purposely hurt anyone, wanted anybody hurt. I don't believe you're going to believe that. I think you're going to find her not guilty. Thank you. All right, Ms. Moore, you may call your next witness. Prosecutor Moore, meanwhile, paints a picture of Karen as someone who liked to party a lot, including the night of the fatal shooting. Two people is what I heard. Um, sounded like uh, either an argument or a party, or it was just loud, loud conversation. And what do you hear her saying? Go. Just go. 
Neighbor Alan Oppel lives two houses away from Karen. And what did you do about the noise? Were you able to go to sleep? Was your wife able to go to sleep? Uh, My wife uh, said, uh, here we go again. She grabbed her earplugs off the nightstand, uh, put her earplugs in, and I rolled over and pulled the pillow over my head, and I went to sleep shortly thereafter. Another state witness is Randy Mixon, a friend and co-worker of Phillip's. He says Philip agonized about telling Karen he was still married. Yes, ma'am. You know, every other day I go, you know, you're going to tell her today? You're going to tell her today? It was like a joke, ongoing joke, you know what I mean? A more serious concern for Philip was the way Karen behaved around his children. Philip had told Randy that Karen drank to excess and didn't connect to his four daughters. He wanted somebody that, you know, that cared about his kids and, and, you know, we're going to be able to interact with them. Right, you know what I mean? When he was with Tamara, the kids got along with her great. Everything was great there. Philip's wife and ex-girlfriend listen intently as Randy sheds light on why Philip never got a divorce. He wouldn't divorce his wife because he still loves Sandy. He told me that over and over, over and over. Sandy, Philip's wife, had warned Philip to keep Karen away from their children. He wasn't allowed to take the kids around her at all anymore. At that point, I don't believe. I could be wrong, but I don't believe the kids were allowed to be around her at that point at all. The situation was further complicated because one of Philip's daughters had an upcoming wedding. Did he also indicate to you whether Miss Kelly was invited to the wedding? Yes, ma'am. She was not invited to the wedding. Did he say to you whether that was going to cause any type of problem or whether he had a plan for that problem? He, he knew it was going to be a problem, but he didn't say he had a plan. He said he had to do something about it. He had to do something about the problem. The state argues that Philip intended to leave Karen, but Tennis insists there is no evidence to substantiate that. Mr. Petros never said to you, I'm going to break up with Karen, correct? He never come out and said them words, no ma'am. Thank you, you may be seated. The trial moves into the forensics portion of this state's case. Uh, My name is Dr. Jan Garavaglia. I'm the chief medical examiner for Orange and Osceola counties. Karen's gun yielded no fingerprints to prove whose finger was on the trigger, so the jury must rely on expert opinion. I could tell that there's a single gunshot wound to the face. It's somewhere between, in my opinion, three to six inches. It is either consistent with a struggle or consistent with being shot outright. But the defense counters with its own forensic expert, Dr. William Anderson. He says the gun was much closer to Phillip's cheek than the medical examiner suggests. The critical thing is the fact that there is a large amount of soot present. That's not going to come from a gun being back any significant distance. Anderson says the gun was between one and three inches from Phillip's cheek, raising the possibility that this was indeed a suicide. It wasn't in contact with the skin, but it was close. And that would be consistent with two individuals struggling or one individual attempting to inflict the wound themselves. Following Dr. Anderson's testimony, a surprise. The defense rests. In a stunning decision, the defense rests without calling Karen to the stand. Uh, Ms. Kelly, did you have the opportunity to discuss with your attorney whether or not you wanted to testify in this matter? I did. What was your decision? I've decided not to testify because I'm too emotional about this situation. Everyone was expecting you to testify. Why didn't you? (sighs) Did you see me, how emotional I was? I I wouldn't be able to, I think, be able to sit up there and 
be able to get two words out. I was just that, that upset. In her closing statement, Diana Tennis apologizes to the jury for not keeping her promise. I gave you the impression in my opening statements that she would testify, and she did not. If you hold it against her that I told you something would happen that didn't, that would not be justice. If you are unhappy with me in any way, it would also not be justice for you to hold that against her. One of the worst things that a lawyer can do is promising the jury things in opening statement and then not delivering. Um, and so I couldn't believe that I found myself in that same position. It was uh, pretty nerve-wracking. Ladies and gentlemen, we... Prosecutor Moore, meanwhile, reminds the jury of Karen's actions that she says led to Philip's death. She's the one who put the gun in the picture. She's the one that was intoxicated and held out the gun. She removed it from the holster. She pointed the gun. She didn't put the gun away. And she is the one that had either her hands on the trigger or set the ball in motion of all the acts to occur that caused him to be shot and killed. Tennis and Karen had to wait it out, knowing that even with the reduced manslaughter charge, Karen still faced up to 18 years in prison. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Going into deliberations, are, are you confident? I, you know, you have to be confident. On the other hand, as confident as I am that we did what we needed to do to show what really happened, I'm scared too. It's scary business, those, those hours that you wait. Karen says no one should have any doubt about what happened in her bedroom that night. I just think that any person with common sense would be able to put those facts together and know that I did not shoot my boyfriend. With the jury out, Diana Tennis hopes her arguments were convincing enough to keep Karen out of prison. If you lose, if you didn't do enough, if you weren't good enough, you go back in the courtroom and she gets handcuffed and taken away. For Tamara Lawton, Karen's mistake was taking out a loaded gun on a night when she admits she had been drinking. If there was some way that people that are drinking or you know, under any influence could stay away from guns. That would be a good idea. This is still fresh for you. It's just sad. It's just sad. 
as it would be for anyone who was a truly wonderful person that, you know, went through something really horrible. Less than two hours into deliberations, as all the women in Philip's life are assembled in the courthouse. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it's my understanding that you have a verdict. Word comes down that the jury has reached a verdict. Madam Clerk, please read the verdict. With the jury found a defendant, not guilty. Not guilty. Karen holds her emotions in check as the judge has instructed. Philip's family reacts stoically to the jury's decision. Tell me about the wave of relief when you're heard not guilty. I was very relieved just to be able to go on to the next phase of my life. Just being acquitted and proven innocent of something you didn't do is, is huge, but it doesn't bring Philip back. He's still not with me, so it's very depressing. I'm going to sleep very well tonight. Thank you. Outside the courtroom, Karen catches up with her family. <laughs> and the reporters catch up with her. All right. What are you so, going to do next? Go to Disneyland. So you're a free woman. You leave the courthouse, surrounded by a gaggle of reporters. Mm -hmm. And you made a flip comment when someone asked you what you're going to do next. Yeah. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. I thought a, a stupid question deserves a stupid answer. I certainly meant no disrespect to Philip or his family in any way, shape, or form. In the end, this juror who asks not to be named says the prosecution's case simply lacked evidence. I think we still had many questions, but we definitely didn't have any proof that, beyond a reasonable doubt, that she committed this crime or that it wasn't anything other than an accident. You think that's funny? As Diana Tennis had predicted, that cell phone video worked in Karen's favor. She's just trying to get answers, and you have um, someone from law enforcement laughing at her, who she perceives he's laughing at her, but he's actually reading a joke on his telephone. That really stuck with me. It didn't sit well with me. didn't you. sit well with me at all. The jury's decision is upsetting to Tamara Lawton. This was a miscarriage of justice, in my opinion. I'm not saying that she had any reason to hurt him. I don't know what happened. My best guess is that it was probably an accident. I think she was temporarily out of her mind. I don't think that anyone that knew Philip would ever intentionally hurt him. What do you miss the most? His, his hugs. When he would hug you, he would go, mm. He just always loved that contact. He loved it. His daughter said that at his funeral, and I had forgotten that. He was just, just a, a slice of cake. Just a sweetheart. That's awesome. This made the difference. With Karen's trial behind her, Diana Tennis focused on the future, running for and winning a judgeship. And Karen, now a free woman, believes it may be time to leave Orlando's small town atmosphere and move on. Philip has always been a very special part of my life and every day that goes by I think of him and remember all the wonderful times we had together and that will never change. He'll still always be in my memory.
Karen Kelly's gun was legal in Florida. The state does not require gun owners to register firearms. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.